0: I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. Today, we're going to Sicily. I was going to say Italy, but it's not really Italy. It's Sicily, and we're going to learn why there's a difference. I'm joined by two friends and fellow tour guides, Tommaso Pante from Messina in Sicily and Alfio Di Mauro from Catania, also in Sicily. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Rick.
1: Thank you, Rick.
0: I wish I could speak Italian. I would say, uh, Grazie for joining me. We're going to talk about Sicilia, Cecilia, C- Sicily. How do you say Sicily in Italian? Sicilia. Sicilia. Yes, Perfect. this
1: is the name in Italian that we say, Sicilia. Yes, it's very, you know, it's very Sámi. The sound is very good. <laughs> Sicilia. I, yeah. Sicilia. Yeah, it sounds
0: good. Now, I think Italy must be one of the most, if not the most, visited places in Europe with Americans. It's certainly our most popular destination in my work. A lot of people go to Italy ten times and they never get down to Sicily. Sicily is uh, a world apart, and in a lot of ways I find it's Italy in the extreme. If you like the relative intensity and chaos and fun-loving aspect of Italy, you'll love Sicily even more. If, if to you, Italy is kind of chaotic and a problem and, and stressful, you'll probably find Sicily even more stressful and difficult. There's an attitude you need to have to enjoy Sicily properly. What advice would you give to people considering Sicily?
1: Uh, the advice is to go there and be relaxed, Mm, don't wait for uh, the, you know, don't be upset if the train is late, don't be upset if, uh, you know, the hydrofoil is late, and so you must be relaxed. You know, live the life day by day without any stress, enjoy the monuments, enjoy the food, enjoy everything about this.
2: I always say to tour members, uh, go with the flow. Go with the flow, Joe. Go with the flow and welcome in
0: the island of the organized chaos. Organized chaos. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yes, because you know. it does work. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you have good lives. End, and it yeah. does work. You and you, and if, you have a, if you have a traffic jam, hey, get out of the car and set up your coffee table and have a, a cigarette and enjoy yes. the view or yes. something yes. like yes. that. Yes, that's right. true. You know, uh, a lot of people complain about the traffic jams and the body odor and the people uh, shortchanging them at the desk and so on. And I think, well, you should probably go to uh, Scotland or or Germany or something like that. There's something magical about the organized chaos of Italy. And Sicily is an expert in organized chaos. Absolutely, We are almost Germanic in that. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're extreme organized (laughs) chaos. It's a celebration. Um, Statistically, things look uh, oftentimes like there's problems in the economy. When you look at the statistics to measure the economy, what do think? I think uh, you have higher unemployment in Sicily than on the
2: rest of Italy. And this thing, I think, is common also in the south, in the deep south of the peninsula. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Sicily is also a dynamic island. There is a lot of trade commerce going on. Catania, I think, is kind of pretty much different from Palermo. If I can make a kind of a Comparison, Catania can be Seattle and Palermo can be San Francisco.
0: Catania can be Seattle Seattle, and Palermo Palermo can can be be San San Francisco. Francisco. What do you
2: mean by that? That, you know, there is a lot more sightseeing to do in Palermo. But if you want the real life, go to Catania.
0: Ah, now that's very interesting because as a sightseer, as a tourist, I think... Palermo is, is wonderful, yeah. It's got all of the famous Palermo sites. Is wonderful, yes. But I I do feel like the, the economic engine and the powerhouse of the country is Catania. That's where yes. I flew out of. That was the main airport yes, I think yes, and so is. on.
2: If you want you know to feel the vibe yeah. of the island, especially at night, go to
0: Catania. Really? Well, that's news for me because uh, I'm a sucker for the the famous museums and sites, and that would be Palermo. So that's an important distinction. I'm speaking with Tommaso from the Messina area, and that's where the the boat connects to the mainland of Italy. Yes. And Alfio, who's from Catania. And you like Catania, Alfio.
2: I do like Catania, absolutely.
0: And your family's from Catania? My family's
2: from Catania. My mother was born uh, close to Syracuse in a small city called Noto, that is a kind of the capital of Baroque. Oh, okay. Syracuse, My father is from Catania as well.
0: Syracuse, to me, is famous for ancient ruins, Greek ruins, I think. Yeah, also. Mm-hmm. And Nato, I don't know Nato, but it's a Baroque city. Notto
2: is a Baroque city because it was completely destroyed in the big earthquake we had in 1693
0: ah, on so the it East Coast. It was there.
2: kind of terrible. 10% of the population of the island died there.
0: In one earthquake? 10% of the yes, island
2: 1693. Died. And actually, this is why Catania is. Such interesting because the architecture is consistent to the Baroque period because it was completely destroyed for the last time. Catania has been destroyed
0: seven times by the volcano. I see. It's right on the slopes of the volcano. Yeah, just 25 kilometers. And Mount Etna is the summit of the island, and it's a live volcano. And it's the
2: tallest active volcano in Europe.
0: I was up there on the very rim and you could see the lava flowing. I remember guys digging their sword or their stick into the lava, pulling it out, and then dropping that molten lava into a mold and making an ashtray. An ashtray, right. And they said, Welcome (laughs) to Sicily. What a souvenir, huh? Yes, Yes. it's a great souvenir, yeah. Definitely. But every couple of years they have to uh, remake the road and remake the tourist stands because Mm -hmm. it erupts and it 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 blows everything. Just to the north of that is a famous resort, a jet set resort with a 19th century kind of elegance, uh, Taormina. Taormina, yes. I love Taormina. Why? The setting
2: of this city is almost perfect. It is on the top of this this cliff, and then you can have a gorgeous view of the mountain, uh, Etna, uh, and then you will see the gulf where the Greeks arrived first. And the Greek Greek theater there. The Greek theater, I think, is one of the most spectacular. Why? Because it is almost perfect. Uh, Right now, you know, the Romans... Try to ruin the theater, <laughs> yeah. because they closed the stage completely, yeah. but now it's kind of re- ruined, and you can see right there in the middle of the stage the volcano. Incredible
0: view. Oh, the incredible it's, view. It's wild. Now, for me, Taormina is, as a driver, I have terrible memories, because there's one long circular road in one, one direction, if you miss your hotel. You go all the way around again. again. Yes. And yes. I did the loop four or five times <laughs> trying to find my hotel and I was just going crazy. I think you might want to park your car below and take the, the telefunicular. The, yeah, up. the funicular. Yeah, that that works very well. That's yeah. good. Well let's take a little survey of Sicily here. Can you drive around the island if you didn't stop in, in one long day, or how how long would that take? Well, that would take a while. That would take... uh, Uh,
2: You can kind of, you know...
0: Well, let's just go around. On the west, we've got Syracuse, which is a historic capital. Catania, which is the the modern... On the the east. I'm I'm sorry, on the east, yeah. yeah. And then Taormina, which is the elegant old world resort with a lot of fancy old hotels, and it feels a little bit like the... uh, Maybe Portofino or something yes. like that, And also wonderful beaches there.
1: A botanics. I mean, we have a beautiful botanical garden That's in right. Termina, which is one of the most important of the island because the vegetation, you know, is so lush in that area, thanks to Mount Etna. Don't forget that Mount Etna. Ah, Aten. Mount
0: Etna uh, fertilizes it with its... Yes. Yes, right.
1: uh, the fertility of the soil, the great quantity of the water is thanks to Mount Etna. So you got the big volcano menacing, still steaming, ready to yes. blow. Yes.
0: On the north, my favorite town in the whole place is Cefalu. Uh, There's something about Cefalu I just love. I
2: agree with you. Actually, my youngest brother lives there. Is that right? Cefalu. (laughs) C-E-F-A-L-U. uh, Cefalu is a cute, small fishing fishing. Uh, village.
0: It's had that fishing atmosphere. Yes, yes it is. I, I met is. I met a man there. His name was El Presidente, yeah. and he was the old captain of the fishing club or something. And people didn't even know his real name. Everybody calls him El Presidente. El Presidente,
1: yes, this is the name. I mean, uh, when you go to Cefalu, you ask for Presidente. Everybody knows who is the Presidente. But, but if but you ask for Pablo, they don't know who. No, it is. they yeah. don't
2: know who yeah. is his Pablo. name is. Antonio. You, you know this yes, name? Yes, I know. Yes. You know what happened? Yes. I saw him in your video. Yeah, and then when I was there. His name's with a, Antonio. Huh? With a group. I saw him. I said, I know you. Yeah. And, of course, we are talking in Sicilia. Oh, Antonio, como esta? And, and then he was kind of surprised at the beginning. Oh, do you know me? And then he asked me why. And then after I said, you... In the video, and he was so proud. You oh, know, he took like, us fishing yeah, with the so, television yeah, of camera Of course, on you for know, Americans television. always ask you. For
0: it. And then a little farther along the coast, you have Palermo, and Palermo is—you can take the boat from Napoli to Palermo, which is a, a, a very interesting way to start your visit to Sicily. I yes, think. Yes, you can. And Palermo has so much history and great churches and uh, the Capuchin monastery. If you want to see bones. My goodness. And colorful Arabian-style markets. Yes. I feel a, a little whiff of Arabia. Yes,
2: yes definitely. It's,
1: it's lucky to be in Morocco, you know, this typical souk, Moroccan souk open-air market, where most of the people spend their time making shopping. We don't know the big department store or shopping center. No, 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 we don't like this. We prefer to go to the open market and buy our fresh fish, our fresh food every day. And Palermo is very well known around the island for to having the most important markets. Mercato Capo, La Vuciria Market, which is the historical market of Palermo but the most important is Ballaro market. So if you want to see the real Sicilian Palermitani having the shopping, you should go to Ballaro market you will enjoy this colorful market. Ballaro? Ballaro B a l l o r r o. Ballaro. Ballaro market yes. What do you
2: do there? <laughs> you negotiate. You negotiate yeah, everything. Is and that right? is the you fun negotiate. part? Yes. You want yes. to buy some olives? You know, if you are going to buy something, you say, oh, oh, <laughs> no, that is too expensive, <laughs> you know? Yes, and yeah. then you always negotiate and then always you meet um, a
0: compromise. Right? Exactly. Yes. You have the right compromise so in the middle. So, if you pay the asking price, you're, you're kind of being a fool, huh? Uh, kind of. For the merchant. They expect yes. that even from local people. Yes. Yeah. You know? In so the marketplace. In you, the marketplace. Yes. You don't go into the uh, big department store in no, New No, no, Not no. at all.
1: <laughs> we don't so, like uh, Actually, that's why, this is the reason why they were, saxif- they were not successful saxif- in Sicily. We don't have a big department store in the island. I mean, in the Western. Really? Episode. So big yeah. department stores are not viable no, or no, successful? No we, no, we prefer, you know, to have small markets where drugstore, where we go there, we buy. We know, I mean, the contact with, uh, the human contact, you know, with the vendor is very important so, for us. And
0: anything sold on the street can... Can you assume the price is soft and you can negotiate?
1: Uh, well, it depends. Yeah. It depends, you know, for food. It depends food, on, uh, the,
2: on the, if food. you're buying food or if you're buying clothing Cloth or, or if shoes. you're buying other stuff. Which, of, is, which is negotiable? Uh, depends on the size of the shop. If it's a really family-run shop, you can really negotiate. If it's something bigger... I don't think they're going to give you uh, okay. what you want. Yes. Um, so, but if they're selling uh, stockings, you can make a, a exactly. price. Yes. Exactly. Yes. All right. Definitely. So for you know,
1: fruits and shoes, for sure you're going to you're gonna bargain. Doing for shopping the, without
0: <laughs> negotiation is no fun at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good advice <laughs> for the traveler. We're exploring Sicily. We've been uh, taking a little survey of the island. Apart from Palermo and the places we've talked about, you also have the great ancient Greek sites of Sagesta and Agrigento, wonderful yes. Greek ruins. And you have the beautiful Roman mosaics of the emperor's hunting village. Villa del Casale. Ah, beautiful. Armelina. So a world of things to see in Sicily, very easy to spend a whole week on the island. We're talking about Sicily. I'm joined by two friends and fellow tour guides, Tommaso Pante and Alfio Di Mauro. My name's Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. The phone number is 877-333-RICK, or you can email us anytime at radio at ricksteves.com. We have Tony in Monroe, New Jersey. Hi, Tony. Thanks for your call.
3: Yeah, hi, Rick. Um, we're planning to go to uh, Sicily, and uh, we'd like to know what the uh, must-see places there,
0: and also if you know any uh, places to stay and eat you know, off the beaten path. Well, as ask Tommaso and Alfio just if you had one week in Italy, what would you recommend? In and, Sicily. Yeah. In Sicily, I mean, and balance it with something that's a little bit unusual enough, unpredictable.
1: So first of all, uh, if you are interested in archaeology, I think in archaeology and history, of course, probably a week is not enough because in Sicily we have so, so many places to visit. Uh, Greek ruins, Arab, Arab monuments, Norman monuments, and so on. So you land, of course, in Palermo. You stay a couple of nights in Palermo. You enjoy Palermo with the beautiful Arab Monuments and then you move to the western coast of the island. Western coast of the island suggests first of all this beautiful Greek, Doric Greek temple, then to Erice. Erice, E R I C E. This is a beautiful town located 3,000 feet of elevation. is a medieval town. Then Marsala, if you have time for the wine, Marsala wine, which was you know, introduced here in the 19th century, and down to Selinunte. Selinunte is very important for the beautiful Greek temple. From Selinunte you continue to Agrigento. Agrigento, the valley of the temples of Agrigento, it was introduced in the UNESCO list, the world heritage of the UNESCO. After that, up to the north, and then you visit Piazza Armerina, the Villa del Casale of Piazza Armerina, this beautiful Roman mosaics. So as you can see, we are jumping from the Greek to the Arab, from the Arab to the Roman, and then uh, you join, you reach, you know, the eastern coast of Sicily. What do you see in the eastern coast of Sicily? Well, most of the touristic attractions of Sicily are located here. So don't miss, please, Syracuse. Syracuse is a wonderful town. This is the town where Archimedes actually studied and teached. Archimedes. Archimedes, Archimedes. yes, with the mirror, you know, he made experiments. So this with... was high
0: Greek culture, 500 Absolutely. years before Christ.
1: Oh, he was great. So Syracuse, and then you go to Catania, and then from Catania visit Mount Tetna, the highest and the most important uh, volcan of Europe, 11,000 feet of elevation, imagine. is absolutely wonderful. And then Taormina. You spend at least three nights in Taormina. I would say three nights are enough. And Taormina you visit the Godfather country, Savo Kefuzagredokoro. Don't forget the Godfather. Huh? Don't <laughs> forget this. This is important for us. And then you end your visit in Messina with the Aeolian Islands. Aeolian Islands, these jets <laughs> on the Tyrrhenian, you cannot miss it. So, this so, is the oh, whole itinerary. Tony, How many <laughs> weeks is going to be this? Two or three weeks <laughs> for Tony. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: That sounds like an exciting overview. Um, and that was from Tommaso Alfio. Anything to add to well, that? Well,
2: uh, Tony was asking for off of the beaten track a place to stay. Uh-huh. I will recommend him Scopello, just after Palermo. There is this beautiful nature reserve called the Il Zingaro. The Zingaro, that means literally gypsy. We don't know why this is the name of the nature reserve, but what I can say is outstanding, beautiful. And there's this small fishing village just a couple of kilometers before the nature reserve called Scopello, And then that is something that you really want to see if you want something very... So
0: so let me, for the uh, listening audience, this is just... Uh, west of Palermo? Exactly. And it's a national park, basically. It, it a is nature, a, regional a, a, a regional park. A regional park. Regional park. special nature place. And the town there, Scopello? Scopello. Now, that sounds like a great off-the-beaten-path idea. And I would also imagine that Tommaso would recommend the Aeolian Islands. Uh, Absolutely. The, these are the... To me, I've never been there, but I imagine it's like the Cinque Terre in the south of Italy. You go to these tiny little volcanic islands just off the coast of Sicily, north, and you'll find the Aeolians well, Tony, that's, a, that's quite a big list of things to see in Sicily, I'd say.
3: Oh, yes, it was very, uh, very helpful.
0: You need a guidebook for Sicily. There's a lot of good guidebooks out. I don't write anything about Sicily, but any good travel bookstore would have guides specifically to Sicily, and then I think the places that Alfeo and Tommaso are mentioning would be clearly described there.
3: Yes, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Rick.
0: Good luck. Well, thanks for your call, Tony, and let us know how your trip goes.
3: Okay, thank you much. Bye now. All right, bye-bye.
0: We have Lynn in Cape Elizabeth, Maine. Hi, Lynn. Thanks for your call.
3: Hi, Rick. I wanted to talk to you today about the Aeolian Islands, because I believe they are one of the unknown hotspots of uh, Sicily. They're just wonderful, and they are a microcosm of what's happened to Sicily over the last 1,500 years. Now, how so? Well, they have a wonderful archaeological museum in Lipari, which is the main island, and also the main town on that main island. And um, in uh, just a short area you can go from a Greek amphitheater to Roman tombs to a Spanish church. The Spanish um, conquered Sicily for a short time in the 1600s. There's five different churches on top of what they call the Duomo, the, the big hill over the city, and um, it's just beautiful, and it's almost no tourists.
0: So these are the islands, for people who aren't familiar with the geography there, these are the little islands just north of the big island of Sicily. You get there by a boat ride from uh, Milazzo, is that right? Milazzo. That's
3: right. It's about a 40-minute hydrofoil ride. And these
0: are volcanic islands. The main island uh, would be Lipari? Lipari, Lipari, yes. Lipari, with the town by the same name. Lynn, tell us more why you thought they were worth the trouble, because it's a a lot of work to get to Sicily, and that's one step beyond.
3: Well, it it is a little bit of a trouble to get there, but... um, The people are super friendly. They um, treat you like family. Uh, The hotel we stayed in, the owner actually got mad at us for not calling him when we got off the boat so he could come get us because we took a cab to his hotel. They treat you like family. The taxi driver will tour the whole island with you, and you'll see everything from lava fields to the pumice um, mining area, to the smoking volcano on Volcano, which is the next island south of Lippary, and the views are just awesome. And each island's just a little bit different. No two of those islands is exactly alike. They each have their own character, kind of like the people of Sicily.
0: Boy, I've always thought of Sicily as the friendliest place in Europe, and for you to say that the people on the Aeolian islands are even friendlier... That's a that's a big statement.
1: Yes. Uh, yes, I'm... Actually, I live in the Aeolian Islands. This is the place I will live. The third island, the island of Salina, S-A-L-I-N-A, is the place where I live. The Malvasia wine is made here. The capers are made here as well. Aeolian Islands god Aeolus gave the name to the Aeolian Islands for the wind, you know, which is always constant in the islands. But we call also the Aeolian Islands the Seven Sisters, because, you know, seven islands, three of them are volcanoes, still volcanoes in activity. The island of Lipari, but we have Roman bats, okay, the island of Stromboli, which is a very, very active volcano on the northeast part of the islands, and then we have the island of Vulcan, which is the first one so when you board in Milazzo, the first island that you get is a volcano. It's absolutely wonderful, this island, for the smell of sulfur that we have on the island. Yes, the smell of sulfur, this is typical of a volcano. It seems that you are in the hell, but it is not. It is a paradise, actually. It's not the hell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: a sulfur-smelling paradise. Yes. It is very interesting because the Aeolian Islands had a kind of very important... Population there before the Greeks came to Sicily because they were the only place in the Mediterranean area where you could find that dark stone that we call in Italian obsidiana.
1: Obsidian Ob- stone obsidian and pumice stone. stone are the two most important kind of stone that can be found in the Orlean Islands. Uh, the obsidian stone was used like a weapon in the prehistorical time. So obsidian. It obsidian was, was for Obsidi- arrowheads? Yes. Yeah, exactly.
2: Especially from there and it was yes. interesting because it was before the Greek domination but there was already a
0: trade going on. So we're talking six or seven hundred years before Christ?
1: Seven the millennium before seven Christ. Seven millennium Millennium. Before Christ, traces of the obsidian stone of the Aeolian Islands were found in Dalmatia. In right. Dalmatia. Dalmatia, that's Dalmatia. the west Dalmatia. coast of uh, Croatia. Yeah. Okay. And traces were found also in Cotazur near Nice. So
0: obsidian, the critical for arrowheads and, and, and prehistoric weapons, yes. the only place you could find obsidian was on the Aeolian exactly.
1: Islands? Exactly. I mean, we can say that the obsidian is like the oil yeah. today. You know, in the past was obsidian, now is the oil a very strategic product.
2: They were very well known. Of right. course, not 6,000 years ago, but just before the Greeks, when there was a kind of trading going okay. on already huh. in the Mediterranean area. At that time, it was the all-known world, right. of course. So, yeah. you know, that was very important because Sicily has been on the middle of this. So we can say Small that Sicily
1: universe. and the Olean Islands were in the center of the world about the tradices and commences of this important produce. So thanks to the volcanoes that we have this important produce. I mean, we still have obsidian stone in the island. Right. We still have a pumice stone. Don't forget that the islands are in the list of the world heritage of the UNESCO since 2001. So this is a very important for us to understand. May I
2: say something interesting about food? Tomás was talking about this dessert wine that we have in the Olean island, Malvasia de la it's a dessert wine, a sweet yeah, wine? Yeah, It's a sweet wine. It's very good. It is made also uh, like the pasito, so you uh, sun-dried. The grape oh, it's the before. sun-dried grapes. Yeah. That's like so the, it, in, makes, in, it makes It makes the, the wine, like the Chacetra in the Cinque Terre, it makes the wine more concentrated because it loses a lot of water by evaporation. Wow. Uh, we have a strong tradition in Sicily about the certain wines, and there is a reason for that, because we had a very good domination right after the Byzantine time, so that means after the Romans, I'm talking about the Arabic domination. Right. Sorry, Arabic domination. And the Arabic brought in the island a lot of new cultivation, like the sugar cane. And what did they do? They did a lot
0: of desserts. Because, yeah, you think of Sicily and you think of great dessert. Very outstanding good desserts. They come from there. And the sweet the wine, you, you want a good... Uh, mostly people think of Tuscany, I think, or Umbria for the good red wines. Uh, but if you want a sweet wine, you think of uh, Sicily? Yes, I would say that. Because those very good sweet wines. They go very well
2: with the Sicilian sweet dessert. That is the point. Ninety percent of the DOC
0: production of Sicily is sweet wines. Now, Lynn, are you uh, getting some ideas for your next trip to the Aeolian Islands?
3: Oh, I sure am. I can't wait to go back.
0: Did you try any of the sweet wine while you were there?
3: Um, We did. We were there and able to sample a lot of the local cuisine, and they have these markets all over the place, and you just... Walk Ah. up and eat your lunch in the street, practically. It
0: sounds wonderful. Now, did you visit just one of the Aeolian Islands?
3: Yes, we only made it to Lippery. We were actually looking for a low-cost alternative to going to Capri, and we thought, well, this might be it.
0: And you were satisfied with it?
3: Oh, we were more than satisfied. I Hmm. think it was one of our favorite stops, and we had been to Tuscany, and we actually stayed in Scopello for a week. I mean, we were all over Sicily and the middle part of Italy, and lippery was definitely our favorite No, Now,
0: spot. I, I really like Capri, but I'm sure that you got half the price on lippery and many more friends.
3: Oh, the, as I said, the people there, I cannot tell you how friendly they are. They just, they treat you like your family. And my family is actually originally from the western part of Sicily. And we got to talking about my maiden name, and uh, the owner of the hotel said, oh, there's bunches of those people here. Let me get the phone book. We'll call some. I mean, it was just that friendly and that makes if, you feel like family.
0: If you have an Italian name, it's probably worth getting out a phone book and just going into a, a phone booth and making a call.
2: Okay. Definitely.
0: You, could you do that, really? Yes, actually, we did that
2: if you, if in a tour. and there was. Um, oh, you did this on one of your tours? Yes. Tell us about that. Yes, this. that was so interesting. We were going in Matera, that is on the south of Italy. It's not in Sicily, but... Uh, this very nice tour member asked me, okay, Alfio, I need some help. I want to be reconnected with my family in Italy, and I don't know how. The only thing I have, I did a very quick research on the internet, and I have five phone numbers with people that have the same last name of my great-grandfather. Can you please help me? I said, of course, I would be more than happy to do that. And we did, and guess what? I, I put them on the phone. They've great time. They kind of kidnapped <laughs> my <laughs> two members for one day and they have a kind of very interesting meeting. Um, the family in Matera didn't speak any English. The two members didn't speak any Italian, but somehow they managed <laughs> to communicate. And now they're finding uh, many many uh, relatives around Europe and it seems that next year they're going to meet somewhere and they have this kind of family Olympics. It's so... <laughs> family Olympics. So as a
0: tour guide you just took the family name in the little village, called up the person in the village with the same name. They never knew about each Actually, other. Actually, no was in the next village where next we village were, yes. Over. And they got together and other good friends.
2: Yes, because, you know, this uh, lady gave me mm-hmm. some names of uh, relatives. And then I called them uh, and I said, okay, do you know um, yeah. Giovanni? And they said, oh, yeah, of course. So we start with that
0: conversation and it was great. Great fun. Great fun. Lynn, thanks for your call.
3: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank
0: you. You got me thinking about the Aeolian Islands.
3: Oh, well, you should go there.
0: I'm going to. Tommaso and Alfio, we're talking about Sicily here, and I'm curious, uh, there's a lot of change going on as Europe is uniting and so on. In your heart, when somebody says, where are you from, what do you say? I
2: say Sicilian first. And then what? And then Italian. And then what? And then probably from Europe. No, (laughs) in my case, I would say
1: Sicilian first then European and then Italian our identity in Sicily is very important it's very important so we are proud to be Sicilian so we cannot say we are Italian or we are European we are Sicilian first well in that case with Alfio we disagree because I think Europe is a very important entity for us uh, it's a very important political you know association economical association yeah. actually we need in Sicily we need a lot of Europe most of the uh, you know money that we're getting in Sicily thanks to the European Union. So we are using this money to restore our monuments and so on. So this is important why I, f- I feel much more European than Italian.
0: So European Union is good for Sicily.
2: The European community always tried to help depressed areas. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, Ireland was for many years a depressed area
0: and they invest a lot. And now economy well, in Ireland is... Skyrocketing. I think it's smart for Europe to, if it's a big free trade zone, that's what it's all about, to understand yes. that it's only as strong as its weakest links and it needs to invest in the m- poorer, less developed parts. Consequently, exactly. Ireland, Portugal, Sicily get a lot of money. Exactly. So when you see a big new road, would it have a sign on it with a European flag?
1: Flag, it means that the European Union gave us at least the 70% of money to build that infrastructure. The same is happening now for the restoration of the monuments because we understood in Sicily that the tourism is a very, is a very important industry for us. At the moment, agriculture is the most important industry. But in a couple of years, tourism will be the one, the number one. So we are restoring most of our monument.
0: Alfio, do you agree tourism is big in the future for Sicily? Yes, it is already big and it, it is always increasing. Yeah, because it's uh, it has been relatively small, so it's going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: and I think you would be surprised in general, people from the uh, United States traveling with a car in Sicily, going around, you will see so
0: many beautiful and well-built roads, you, got you would be impressed. You are inspiring me to write a guidebook to Sicily. I want to go down please, and learn more about this please place. Please, do
1: this. You have our help, 100% of our help because we are proudly Sicilian and I told you the tourism is the most important industry that we want to develop. We have a beautiful infrastructure, beautiful hotel, beautiful agriturismo. This is, you know, our future, the agriturismo. So we have special laws, you know, who give to the businessmen money to build the agriturismo. Sometimes they don't Egotorismo, yeah, yes. meaning
0: the uh, bed and yeah. breakfast in the by countryside, the farmhouses that welcome tourists to get a good look at the salt of the earth Sicilian culture, exactly. meet the people, the great food. I've been there. I want to do it again. <laughs> I've got two good friends, Alfio and Tommaso, to help me with a guidebook on Sicily. Hey, uh, you guys, how are Sicilians accepted by Italians farther north? Well, you know, they're
2: still. I think.
0: Be honest. Don't be too polite.
2: Yes, uh, honestly. Uh, p- uh, not Italians, that they talk bad about Sicily, they are the only one that they have never been there. Hmm. So I think they are thinking about Sicily because of the movies, about the mafia, um, about all of the bad things that sometimes you hear and you watch in the
0: news. So
1: and even Italians
0: can have a misunderstanding about
1: part absolutely. of their own yes. uh, My opinion is that the northern part of Italy see like... Uh, they see us like lazy people that we don't want to work, we are just a parasite, we just don't produce nothing, we import everything. This is absolutely a bad idea. Um, I had three years. My last tour with Italians was three years ago. I had a group from Italians I mean from the northern part of Italy, from Piedmont. You took Northern Italians around your island.: I, Yes, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> All right. I had this group of from Piedmont. When they arrived, first arrived in it, in Sicily, they were stereotyped. Oh, you are Sicilian. You are lazy. You don't produce. You are mafioso and so on. But at the end of the tour, when we finished the tour, they told me, oh, Tommaso, I envy your lifestyle. It's so beautiful living here. You have great food, great monument, great way of living, great lifestyle. You really enjoy the life. Now we changed our idea. And this was the impression. So m-
0: maybe Sicilians can inspire people who work too hard to readjust their pain-pleasure ratios.
1: Exactly, and, they and enjoy life <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> no. May
0: I say something about this?
2: A lot of people in Italy, and outside Italy, and I must say in US also, when they think about Sicily, they imagine the huge immigration of people at the beginning of the 19th century. Mm -hmm. And that was a very bad time for Sicily because uh, we had a phone call before Lynn. She said that uh, we had the Spanish domination for a short time. That is not true. The Spain domination began after the Vespers, the Sicilian Vesper. So I'm talking about 1282. And then we had... Sicilian domination until Garibaldi landed in Marsala, started the unification of the the country. And that is 1860. So we are talking about almost 600 years of Spanish domination. What was the consequence of that? Spain used Sicily only for taxation. So they took everything off Sicily. And Sicily was totally depressed.
0: And for 600 years, you are the uh, downtrodden, uh, abused, colonial victim. Exactly. And this is why something interesting started. Your
2: attitude This is why the mafia started. Because, you know, after the Normans and the Swabians, Frederick II, Sicily was the cool place in all Europe. Sicily was the opposite of what is right now. Frederick II, he did the School of Poetry in Sicily, and this because why Sicilian, together with Florentine and Latin, is part of the Italian language because it was used by Dante, that is a Florentine writer that invented
0: the Italian language. It was a cool place to be, Sicily. So in the Middle Ages, Sicily was a cultural um, thriving center. And then the Spanish came, and it just kept down the people for 600 years. And during this time for the... First them... of
2: all, they moved the, the, the capital of the kingdom from Palermo to Naples. And they appointed, appointed a serial of viceroy yeah. to rule the island. And those viceroys didn't care at all. So they tried to be as as richer as they could. And there were some, of course, a lot of nobility. They control a lot of lands.
0: They were the Latifondia, you know, the big piece of land. And just to carry on this psychoanalysis of the culture in very simple terms, for six centuries, you had to be almost... Ignoring authority and, and clever going around the yes. law just to maintain your Sicilian character. Yes, because you couldn't trust the authority that was controlling okay, the Okay, so the mafia or the roots of the mafia in the culture were actually a way of survival. And then 1860, Sicily becomes more respected, part of Italy, and you have this, still this heritage of playing games with authority. Is that well, st- I
2: think that right now is kind of in the culture of the island. But, you know, I, I, I,
0: I can see with my eyes that this thing is improving all the time. But, but it is interesting from an outside perspective how local people could celebrate and accept and um, permit the organized crime and the corruption and the killing. And it, there is a reason for that in the heritage. Well, you know, I think people, they
2: really didn't understand exactly what the mafia was all about. And after the mafia killed the two judges in 1992 and 93, people really understood that the mafia was something absolutely bad. And last year I was in Palermo and there was this huge protest going on. A protest. Protest, thank you. All of the shop owners that in Palermo, sometimes they pay this protection money called the pizza. They were saying no to that. And if you are familiar with the culture of the island, that was something impressive.
0: So this is a historic change in the last two decades about the mafia and its bad news for the survival of the mafia into this next century. Tommaso, any ideas on that?
1: Well, an idea as well. About the Spanish domination, yes, I would say at the very beginning, the Spanish domination was positive. My personal opinion, don't forget that we had Charles V, the big emperor, who made lots of positive things for Sicily. We really enjoyed that period during the historical time. Of course, at the end, the Spaniards, they didn't take care anymore about Sicily. So this is the reason why in 1860 Garibaldi came. But don't forget that the first railway, you know, truck in Sicily was built during the Spanish time in 1848. And then after that, Italians, they didn't make anything else because they didn't have any idea, you know, about Sicily.
2: Charles I was the only Spanish king that was in Sicily in 600 years and he stayed there for a few days. So this should tell you something about the old And And if I can say something a little bit extreme, Sicilians, usually, they don't trust Authority, because in the last, I, I must say, 600, no, 800 years, they have been kind of abused. So I think at the beginning they felt that the kingdom of, of Italy was yeah. the last domination of it. So we are kind of starting to think that we are Italians. And you know what? Every four years during the soccer World Cup, we really
0: feel that we are Italians. Okay. Okay, so you, you're, not, you're Italians during the World Cup. Yes, this, this is, is the only time. You know, talking to you guys, it just reminds me how Europeans are so, to me, well-educated Europeans anyways, are so in touch with their history. And, it, and you talk about 1282 like it happened yesterday. It's amazing. We have more calls. We're talking with Tommaso and Alfio about Sicilia. Our phone number, 877 333 You can email us at radio at ricksteves.com. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're celebrating Sicily today. Barbara in Seattle, thanks for your call.
3: Oh, hello. I don't know what I can add. I'm listening to this conversation. It just brings back all these wonderful memories of our trip around Sicily. We took three weeks, and we had a car.
0: Three weeks in Sicily.
3: Yeah, and wow. we just dawdled along, kind of on our own. We avoided Palermo because we were averse to large cities, but we just we enjoyed the antiquities so much. And just going around looking at these and having read some of the classics, you could just see how these events happened way back in ancient history time.
0: It is interesting to think that Greece expanded to the west. It yes. was the great frontier, the land of opportunity, and they have these marvelous temples and oh, cities that they built and cultural centers. And Archimedes was there even. I mean it's really yes. wild to think that three, four, five hundred years before Christ this was such a cultural heartland. Now Barbara, what month were you traveling around Sicily? We for were three there weeks?
3: in April and I think that's the reason that the biggest memory that I have is the wonderful aromas. The wildflowers, rosemary, lilac, we were in the countryside mostly, and you'd drive around with the windows open, and it was just heady almost.
0: <laughs> Let's talk aromas. Tell me
2: about your aromas in Sicily. Everything in Sicily has such a good smelling. If you pick up a lemon from a lemon tree and then you stick close to your nose, your, your hand will smell like lemon for all day long. You can really communicate. I mean, the island is communicating something with you. Because of the lemon. And uh, flowers and uh, oranges...
1: Well, my opinion is that the aroma took a big, important role in our, you know, in our land, in our Sicily, because we, that, that's right, Alfie, we communicate with the, the aromas. So right. the flower, the blossom of the orange, which is called, uh, the lemon, which is called the zagara we Zagre. make perfumes, imagine. Rosemary, we have fences of rosemary, you know, it so, so smelly, the beautiful blue flower, purple flower, you know, it makes something special. April, May. April, this May, is, I was going to say, this is a springtime. Spring, the right, right time. To be yeah. in Sicily, otherwise uh, in the summer, sometimes it is off. too
2: hot. It's off. So you yes. you you want to be in Sicily, April, May, probably the beginning of June, and then you know September, October, and then you can still go and swim in November.
0: Sometimes. I had a good memory of Sicily, Figi di India, Figi di India,
1: Prickly prickly
0: pears, pears, cactus pears. Cactus
1: pears, yes. This is a very important fruit for us, for our economy, because now we're exporting prickly pears in the northern part of Europe. Why prickly pears is so important? Prickly pears is so important because it's very rich in vitamins, a and C. You eat one prickly pears, it corresponds to two oranges for the high <laughs> contents of vitamins. So if you don't like orange, you can eat very easy prickly pears. Prickly pears is a fruit which was introduced by the Spaniards. See, then the Spanish once again made this positive <laughs> thing, introduced most of our vegetation. Uh, it was introduced from Latin America, I mean from the Mexico, actually, Mexico area, uh, from the southern part of California. It was introduced here. It was called the Fiki the India figs of India, because they thought that this fruit is, was originated from India. I
0: wondered about that. So the not pigs of India.
1: India brought by the Spaniards. Yes, exactly. but it was from, not from <laughs> India, it was from Mexico. From Mexico. Yes, and so now we have a big station of prickly pears near Caltagirone in the province of Catania. Actually, we have a little town, which is called the San Cono, where in the 15th uh, of August, we have a big festival dedicated to the prickly pears. You know what the, we make with prickly pears? Nice gelato, the gran Nita, make with you can pears. sun-dry them. Yes, you can sun-dry them, and we prepare also special sauce for the spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti sauce, prickly yes, pear. But, yeah.
0: Hey, Barbara, we're uh, having a festival of uh, cactus
2: fruit okay. here.
3: Oh, it sounds
2: wonderful. May <laughs> I say something about the oranges? Tommaso was making a comparison between di India and regular oranges. But don't forget, please, that in Sicily we have the blood oranges, the red oranges, and Sicily is the only place in the planet where you can find them. Actually, they were originated from Sicily 200 years ago by a, can you say, spontaneous mutation?
0: Okay, an accidental mu- mutation. Yes. of and the only
2: part of the island is the east part of the island, south of the volcano. And the volcano, I'm sure, has a strong influence on that because of the ashes. And all over
0: Italy, I think people uh, really like the blood oranges. Yes. Yes. That you is get red orange juice yeah, in the hotels and, everywhere. In and the, about the vitamin content is more than double than regular one. Barbara, thanks for your call. Yes. Yeah. All right, happy travels. So Bye-bye. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm speaking with Tommaso and Alfio from Sicily. We have Alan on the line in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Alan.
3: Hi. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Yeah, it's fun to be thinking about Sicily.
3: Yeah, we're going for about 10 days. Um, We're flying into Palermo, staying there a couple days,
0: and then renting a car. Then going from Agrigento to Syracuse, we're
3: stopping overnight at Ragusa. And I'm wondering if the guides think that's a good idea kind of that way we'd see Ragusa and Sinodo and um just spend a couple of days going from Agrigento to Syracusa.
0: Well now Alan has ten days which is a little more reasonable for Sicily. I'll yeah think, I think ten yeah.
2: days is the right amount of time to see almost the major sites in Sicily. You know, I would say probably the perfect the perfect number of days would be 12, but you can really do in 10 days. And I think you should definitely stop in Ragusa if you're going to drive from Agrigento to Siracusa. I suggest you leave early in the morning in Agrigento, and then you can stop at Piazza Armerina, mm-hmm. and then
0: you, from Piazza Armerina you can drive. Piazza uh, Marina Ragusa. for the famous Roman mosaics, incredible mosaics. But tell me about this Ragusa. I don't know anything about Ragusa.
2: Ragusa is, uh, uh, again, a baroque city south of Syracuse, and it was kind of totally destroyed as uh, most of the city on the east coast after this big earthquake in 1693. So it was totally rebuilt. There is just the, uh, the old part of the city that is called Ragusa Ibla, that is the ancient part of the city that's still interesting, and Survived Uh, the earthquake? Yes, survived the earthquake. They should go there. It's very interesting to see. And please don't forget that there are outstanding churches just right outside Ragusa in small towns called Modica in Chicli, where I think Tommaso is... Wedding, yes, of course. And
1: yes. The, about the churches. So this is the area where most of the Baroque-style churches are located. Well, when you we talk about Baroque in Sicily, don't imagine that Baroque, Sicilian Baroque, is the same of the northern part of Europe Baroque. I mean, the Sicilian Baroque is much more rich. It's theatrical, we would say. It's like a movement, you know. So you see these churches and you get, you know, amazed how decorated they are in the exterior. Well, sometimes, you know, they're a little bit heavy. Maybe it's
0: like uh, in Sicily, people wear more jewelry and they dress more fancy and they make their churches more fancy.
1: Absolutely, yes. So this is very related. I mean, <laughs> the church, when the people of Sicily see the church, okay, why? I want to be like the church, very well decorated inside and outside. So this is, I mean, the Sicilians, yes, they spend a fortune for clothes, for shoes and so on. Almost the 60, 65% of their money flows away by, you know, jewelry and, and all this kind of stuff. You know, we
2: are always used to things that they are not simple, they are not linear, they are kind of a little bit complicated. So Baroque in Sicily found, I think,
0: its ideal little island. Baroque is exuberant and Baroque architecture is emotional and Baroque architecture is a celebration and a festival of life and it's a good fit with the people and the culture of Sicily. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Alan, I hope that gives you some ideas.
3: Oh, that was great. Can I ask one more question? My wife is um, prompting me to
0: ask about safety in particular well for us but for the car too um. they're driving all over Sicily safety with a car absolutely yes
1: you won't be in trouble in Sicily because uh, we have a great way of communication nice motorway three motorways imagine a uh, large road uh, very well indicated and uh, yes it's very safe in general but if
0: a, if a tourist parks his car at some uh, sightseeing attraction and walks away from the car the car is
1: locked may I say something
0: about that you know
2: I lived for two years in the Pacific Northwest, yeah. and I am 36 years old. The only time that somebody broke the window of my car was in Corvallis, Oregon, uh, and <laughs> That's I live Sicilian. in California. He grew up in this, <laughs>
0: and he goes to Corvallis and he gets his car I broken. I was in so
2: him. upset to say you cannot do that to me. <laughs> anyway, the point is, uh, please be smart. Don't leave anything visible in the car. Of course, don't leave your digital camera by the the, the seats. Back when you know. Ride. Yeah, but uh, you, I think, I'm sure it would be more that's than
3: common
1: fine. sense. I would say the common sense, you know, that you could have in every place of the yeah. world you should have it. And it's
0: Alan, I think generally uh, thieves, if they're smart, they'll break into a tourist car rather than a local car. And I would um, try to mask the fact that it's a tourist car if you can. Don't have mm-hmm. tourist brochures in the under the window in the back. Or that's a good Put idea. everything in the trunk. Mm-hmm. I even try to, um, if I can take something away that makes it obviously a rental car or something, it's a good idea. They're not going to break into the trunk. But if they, like Alfio said, if they see, a camera in the back, they're going to break the window. May I give you a suggestion also about micro crimi- criminality? Microcriminality, criminality, criminality is Pet- much
2: petty th- petty thievery. Yeah, petty thievery is much better now than 15 years ago. Yeah, much okay. better. Because but in the
0: old days, I would re- I would judge how safe a parking lot is by how it twinkled, uh, how many broken, how much broken glass was on the on the concrete, you know. Right. And now it's not really a problem. Yeah, exactly.
2: But when you are driving, for example, in a big city, in a busy a city like Palermo, and you are stopped in a traffic light and your window is open and your wife left the purse just by the dashboard, that is something very attractive for a TV. So thithia. just be careful, you know, close your window, put the AC on, and then put your purse underneath
0: the seats and you will be fine. Good common sense. Alan, thanks for your call. Thank you. And thank you, Tommaso and Alfio. I've uh, learned a lot about Sicily, and we got to talk together again. And uh, actually, let's meet in Sicily. Thank you very much. We'll you. All right. Say il benvenuto. You are welcome there. Grazie. Rick's weekly
3: one-hour radio program, Travel with Rick Steves, airs in more than 100 cities across the country. Listen to podcasts of past shows in the radio section of ricksteves.com. Rick's public television series, Rick Steves Europe, also airs throughout the USA.
0: You'll find the latest on Rick's TV and radio work, as well as his guidebooks and his free-spirited European tour programme at ricksteves.com.